the Something Else Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the Something Else Podcast. Today's a little bit different. I initially wanted to start the podcast just as, you know, talking about things that are in my interest, maybe in your interest or of your interests. But I've always wanted to interview people. Um, I didn't initially think I was going to get to a point early on as this. I mean, 10 episodes in and I'm finally getting to interview someone, so it's really amazing. But um, the person I want to interview is someone I met a very long time ago in one of my first bands. Well, in my first band, really. Um, His name's Lincoln. um, Lincoln Matthews. He's a... (sighs) A DJ, essentially, on a radio station, but it's like, um, not a, I guess it's dab, really. Um, so it's a radio station online, it's in America. And in the first band, we did a lot of interviews. We, we, we got to switch radio in, in the UK, which was awesome. But then we started doing quite a lot of, quite a lot of social media, um, Facebook and all that. But we managed to get onto a couple of radio stations online. And he was one of the first people to interview us. And we clicked like straight away because of our interest, our musical interest, that is. And just before the pandemic, he, he came over because I, I think he's... Well, he'll, he'll tell you in a minute, really. But we, we've been talking on and off. I mean, he knows that I'm no longer in the first band or the second band, actually. And again, just before the pandemic, we, um, me and my guitarist, we just started a new band. And then obviously we can't do anything now. But I thought, you know, it'd be really cool if we could kind of j- just have a chat, really. So, um, yeah, I'm going to hand over to Lincoln to introduce himself. Um, He's currently... A th- Are you still in the hotels? Yeah, I'm still in the hotels. Wow, I bet that has cost you an absolute fortune. But but anyway, sorry. Introduce yourself, my man. Hi there, guys. My name's uh, Lincoln. Uh, I-, I met Ben a long time ago, actually. It was about what... 2012, 2013? Yes, something like that. It was very early on. Yeah, it was when you uh, just got that endorsement from um, Clayton USA, was it? Yeah, the the pit company. Ah, uh, yeah, that's right. I remember those. Funny enough, I, used, I got a great story on him, but I won't tell you that just yet. <laughs> Funny enough, I'm still actually on their website, though when the first band broke up, I cancelled the... Um, my my endorsement, like program, whatever you want to call it, because I was no longer in the band, and I was speaking to my cousin and was talking about how you can branch out, get endorsements, start repping the things you use, like if you're using a particular microphone, blah blah blah. Checked out the website, and I'm still there, so I emailed them saying, "I'm a solo artist in a way. Can you uh can, can we amend the contract if it's still there? I've had no reply. Ah, uh, you know, it's just one of those things, you know, because like." Yeah, the pandemic and all that, it's its just kind of ruining all sorts of things, you know? Yeah, I mean, what can you do? But tell the listeners or any, well, all about yourself, really, what you do, what you're planning to do, and why you came to England, you know, all the usual. Right, where do I start? Let me just get a drink, hang on. Right, now let me start. Um... So initially I was playing in a band in America and it, it weren't getting anywhere. You know, we did lots of um, touring around the country. I mean, that country is fucking huge, you know. Like compared to England, like your longest road is like from here to Scotland or something. We're like 
the longest road in America is like four United Kingdoms, you know, it's just crazy. And we just weren't getting anywhere. Me and the band started having fallouts, so we kind of split ways. So I started doing my own kind of radio station, and uh, that's when I really started to notice that I was getting interest. And, uh, yeah, I, I kind of think it was like the same time I was hitting like really big numbers in my listeners that I think it was your singer. He got in touch with me. And then we had a little bit of banner back and forth, trying to work out the best time. Obviously, like different time zones and all that. Um, and then obviously we got you guys on board, played your song, uh, "Working on Glass," I think it was. And then like, yeah, it just kind of went on a a crazy roller coaster ride to where I am now. And I came to England because I got this um, a radio deal basically on. Oh, God, what was it, Karango song? I can't remember. And, um, well, that fell through. So I was just doing, like, little DJs here and there, hosting, like, um, like DJing at club, not clubs, but, like, like bars and stuff, like the Flapper. I did a couple nights there. Actress and Bishop, I hated that place. But, um, yeah, the pandemic hit, and I'm stuck. Um, I was initially going back to America, but I can't now because of the pandemic and all that shit. But yeah, it's just one of those things, you know, you just got to keep going. It's been hard for everyone. I mean, I personally have found it quite difficult in the first lockdown in Britain. Um, it, it was I never thought I'd be attacked by anxiety in my life, but it, it really did hit me. God, you're such a pussy. All you got to do is just carry on, man. It's kind of hard to carry on, though, really, when you think about it. You're at home for, what, four months can't go anywhere. You're allowed an hour outside. Look, man, if they can do it in prison, you can do it in your own home. You don't got to go and buy credits to get, like, some toilet paper or buy yourself a goddamn chocolate bar. You can't do that. You've got freedom in this country. I'm not saying we don't have freedom. I'm just saying it was really tough. I'm just horsing with you, dumbass. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> anyway... I thought I'd get you on the show, just so we can talk about musical interests. Um, so, predominantly on your radio station when we were on it, it was quite a lot of um, quite a lot of metal, death metal, black metal, that sort of thing. Yeah, it was it was quite heavy stuff. And then we get this band from like Birmingham. It's Birmingham. It's Birmingham. It has a fucking A in it, not a U or whatever the hell you see it with. It's Birmingham. I'm tired. I'm still not used to your goddamn country anyway. What the hell's that supposed to mean? <laughs> it's the same thing as yours, just a different, um... I don't want to say different, but the proper way, I guess. You're like, we say things very correctly, you don't. Oh, you're going to get into that now. Let me guess. Tomato, tomato. And I was thinking of Jaguar and Jaguar. Why the hell do you pronounce it like that? I'll never know. Because it has a fucking you in it. We're getting drastically off topic here. Not my fault that you speak like a goddamn moron. Can you stop insulting me on my own podcast? See what I had to put up with back in the days. Anyway. So, as I said, we're into metal. And then we came along. Or as you said, rather. We came along. What was your first impression of, well, what Nishi had to offer? Well, it was one of those ones, really, like... It was, it was kind of weird because you had, like, these two guitarists, you and Bruce, 
And it was like a wall of sound. And then you had Andy on the drums. Goddamn, that motherfucker was loud. Then you had Jim on those absolute kind of like lead solo bass lines. And West on those kind of like Bowie vocals. And it was really weird because like we normally get like really scream blah, 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 all that on the microphone. Well, on the music, sorry. And then like we get these guys from England come over and it was like, it was like the British invasion again. You know, it was so weird to listen to. But I loved it. That's why I wanted you back on. But we, could, we just couldn't get it to happen, really. No, we couldn't. I mean, it was tough because it was the first band I was ever in. So it was kind of, I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know if he was doing the right thing. I didn't know if he was doing the wrong thing. Um, Just like when we had that endorsement, I think it was, by the clothing brand Offender in London. I've never heard of those. Yeah, I don't even know if it's still going, but basically it was like, they is it silk screening when you print with the paint? I think so, yeah. It was that, but it they printed offensive slogans, and I didn't initially look at the slogan that was on mine. I just put it on, did the photo shoot, played the gig, and it wasn't until I looked back at it and I thought, wow, that's not appropriate. It was, yeah, I, I, I had the worst out of the entire band. Or I'm going to try and... Spell it out just using different words for each letter, if that makes sense. Oh, I get you. Like, um, superhero in training for shit. Essentially, yeah. So, mine was, I follow under chicken kicks. See you next Tuesday. That's pretty bad. And for Americans, like, we can't say those words like you. Like, I thought the Australian said, like, See you next Tuesday, the best. But it wasn't until I came to like London for the first time and I heard someone say it. I was like, God damn, that man's mean. Then I heard you guys say it. What, the band? No, 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 Brummies. I heard this guy in Birmingham City Center say that. I shit you not, I almost thought he was swearing at me. It was like he hit my soul. We, we don't have the best accent. We don't sound the most smartest, I guess. But we do say things with with force, I guess. I wouldn't say false, but you're quite softly spoken. I see it like it's it's weird because like you got Londoners that were really like aggressive in their delivery, where I find like the West Midland folk they're really easy going, slow, steady. But when you swear, goddamn it, that shit scares the hell out of me. Yeah, it is. I, I guess so. But, I mean, we're jumping off track again. I'm, you know, I want to talk about the music, essentially. Because I saw a YouTube video, and it's basically saying that um, music is dead. Uh, not music, sorry. I think it was Mike... No, Become the Night, sorry. Mike the Night's um, a kid's cartoon. But I saw it saying, guitar is dead. And I just wanted to... Because you was really impressed with what Nishi played um, throughout the time we was together. So I just wanted to see, if, for your time in England, did you think... Not necessarily a British invasion, but did you see that the guitar wasn't dead? Because I find in England, granted I've never been to America or really any other country, but in England I find there's so many, I want to say upcoming bands, I don't want to put them down, with absolutely insane guitarists or killer riffs, you know what I mean? Like, there's something that makes them stand out. What do you think? Yeah, I mean... <sighs> Quite weird, because, like, oh, you just got to go back to, like, the 60s and 70s, you know? And, like, you get these guys that are playing the guitar, 
and you can hear that American sound. Not like the Beach Boys with that Hawaiian surf shit. I'm talking like Eddie Van Halen, you know. You got these guys coming out. Joe Satriani. Um, what's the guy? Steve Vai. And then you some bitches pull out Guthrie Govan, you know. And since being in England, I saw like a different side of music. It was like in America, it was very much like they're just posers, you know. Yeah, they could play the guitar or whatever the hell. But like I just didn't see that they were enjoying it or playing the music because they liked it. It was weird. It was really weird, you know. And I found that in England, people were playing music because they, they wanted to. You know, I mean, I'm sitting here drinking beer, just listening to loads of, like, bands on Facebook and YouTube. You know, you type in new bands and all sorts of shit come up. Um, give me a say, I'm just having another drink here. That's fine. Carry on. Um... Like, you sent me over those recordings of, like, when you guys are practicing your new band. Uh, what the hell did you guys call yourself? Education After Mockery. What? Yeah, on, honestly, we called it Education After Mockery. Me and my wife had this big kind of talking about life in general and how we found our generation was, like, it just seemed that we was, we learned after we, we gained our education after we were mocked by the, you know, by the system, I guess. God Damn, you guys are some philosophical sons of bitches. <laughs> what can I say? But yeah, um, would you would you say then that the music scene's changed in what? If it was 2012 we first met, do you think it's changed in the past, what, nine years? Definitely, I mean, grime was big, especially in America and damn right in London. I mean, I think it came from like London, didn't it? I have no idea. I, I know it's big, but I, didn't, I don't know its origins. But then, like, you had dubstep, you had crunk and all that shit. Well, that came before, obviously. But I found that, in I'd say in the last five, six years especially, music's taken a big goddamn step. Mainly live music, real bands, you know. There's a band you always harp on about, Volbeat. They, they've taken the music scene by storm because they... Like, their sound is Johnny Cash, Elvis Presley, Black Sabbath, that sort of thing. And I found that that's what people wanted to listen to. It's like bringing back the old sound for the modern time. And that's kind of what I saw in Nishi originally, and Soma for that fact. He was kind of not reinventing the wheel, but finding a different use for it, you know? You had the skills, you had the sound, but you changed it to suit. And I thought that was just some crazy stuff to listen to, man. Um, I couldn't get over it initially. It, I think that's what made me stay, really, in the music industry. Because unless you're high up there or you get a, a lucky break, you're never going to make it, really. You could be touring and touring, getting record deal after record deal, making nothing. And this pandemic has hit... A lot of small bands, you know, bands are like dying out, they're splitting up, and you, you we're speaking about this with banners down where you practice, they taken a big beating, didn't they? Yeah, the owner was, not Rob himself, but I was speaking to one of his um people that work for him, or work with him, they were saying that the amount of lockups they have that are now empty because bands can't afford it because they were either furloughed, lost their jobs, um, are split up because there's nothing there. And then when the lockdown's lifted, 
there was there was still nothing there because venues weren't open. And if there were, it was like to no one. Like you could go to a venue that holds 200 people, but because of the size of the venue and all that, you can only fit, say, 75 to 100. You know what I mean? Um, It's just tough. I mean, I can't wait. I mean, my wife brought me an absolute beautiful bass for my birthday, my 30th birthday. You old bastard. Shut up. Um, But, it, you know, she brought me this bass because in the new band, I'm lead vocals and bass and we've done the practices like you heard and we can't do anything yet and we can't even practice now like anymore because we're in lockdown three i think that's the problem you know because it's like just getting into routine you get your rhythm going you know you're in your groove and then all of a sudden it just gets taken away from you and that's the hardest part like you said you didn't think that anxiety would kick you in the ass like it did but it it hit you hard man it didn't just kick you in the ass, man. It kicked your goddamn intestines and make you feel sick. Pretty much. I mean, I'm I'm very laid back and I know that. But it's it's when the things you love get affected or the things you want to do get affected. That's where I found it really difficult. And having this... No, I'm not taking nothing away from the bands. But when you start feeling that love for it, that passion, that dedication... You, you know, you, you walk away from it, but when you get that fire back in your belly, just like we've got with education after mockery, and all of a sudden, it's taken away, and all you can do is sit at your computer or your amp and fiddle around, learn some songs. It's not the same, and I found it just really difficult. But that's the that that's the thing. That's what you got to overcome. Like in in um, you've recorded what two songs by yourself? You did one with your cousin. The fire's still there, just because you can't go and play it to people. We're in a time now, 2021, where we've got the prime of the internet, I think. You've got uh, TikTok. I hate that fucking site. But you've got TikTok. You've got uh, Instagram. You've got, uh, what's that? Uh, SoundCloud, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch. You've got all these places. You can stream your content. You can stream your sound. You know, you've got all these things, Spotify, iTunes, uh, Google Play's not real anymore, is it? Is, it, is it YouTube music or something like that? Yeah, don't even start with that. I was, um, I updated my phone and Google Play's gone now. But the playlists I made weren't swiped over to uh, YouTube music. So I had to download this other thing, but I'm, I'm using what's on the phone now anyway. Fucking annoying. Well, you, you get my point though, it's there, you got... You've got technology on your side. We may not be able to physically go and play that shit to people, but we got it here. And that's kind of what I saw when I came to England. People just wanted to play. The amount of buskers you got in the streets. Holy shit, some of those guys are geniuses. But they don't get the recognition. You know why? Because a lot of them ain't using the internet. They're just standing in the cold streets, getting flipped off, getting pennies. I get what you mean. I mean... I was going to do busking at one point, but it's not so much not having the confidence. I just, it's not too much hassle, but I don't think people, especially around where I live now, I don't think it would be something people want to see. You know what I mean? Because you don't see it. Um, if anything, I found, especially in Birmingham, it can be quite a nuisance. You know what I mean? People don't want it. And the fact you have to have a, what, a busking license. You may get those things, but... It's worth it. If if that busking license makes you play for another four hours to make a couple hundred, you're, you're made for life, man. You're going to be heard. 
I mean, you showed me that video of that guy when you went to Scotland, and he was playing some crazy guitar, but he was looping that shit. He went full Ed Sheeran, and he sounded great. And that's my point. Technology is on our side. So just because we're in the midst of a pandemic doesn't mean anything. Yeah, we're losing um, physicality, I guess. But we still play. We still got that. Yeah, I get, I get what you're saying, I guess. Um, I, I just find it's... With music, I think because of how... Obviously with bands, like... I don't want to say real music, but real instruments. Instruments? <laughs> instruments in music. You, because we can't physically play it live, that's where, like, you grime or whatever the hell these rappers are now. I know you love those guys, Lil Peep and Pomp and all that shit. I don't like them at all. But they can make songs quicker, let's be honest. A couple of taps on a keypad to get a beat. You know, a MIDI keyboard, sorted. But for someone like me, I can do vocals, bass, guitar, um, keyboard, but I don't have a drum kit. Like, even an electronic one, I'd have to buy one, obviously. But that would be really difficult for me, and it would take me longer. So, people that can just quickly do it, sorted. Yeah, but you got those samples, you could just kind of, like, sample over. I don't do samples. I'm telling you now, if I ever do a song... I mean, the songs I've released, I've had to, because it's all I've got. And you can tell, and I don't like it. You know what I mean? That's why I've done them um, drip feed. That's why it was really fast, because I just wanted it to be kind of like Motorhead in a way. Very inspired by Motorhead. But, you know, I just thought I'd uh, stretch your brains on it. Um, but, I, I, you know, we'll probably do a, um, a second interview, if you want, around this. But I actually have more of um, more of an aim to it, really. Because I think this one was just a little general chit-chat. Turned it into a bit of a, a moan, really. Yeah, it did. But I think it's nice because a lot of stuff we talk about, people might want to listen to or talk about themselves, but just don't have the reach. But now we do, you know. So, hell, we, we, i definitely do a second one with you. I don't mind, man. Um, I'm hanging around a lot longer than I anticipated, obviously. But, yeah, you hit me up and we'll go for that shit, man. Well, I'll tell you what. I mean, this is episode number 10. We might just start a new one, like um, the Something Cows interview or something like that. And um, it'll be the first one. You will be on the first interview podcast. How do you feel about that? I feel pretty good. I mean... I'm normally the one doing an interview, so it's quite nice to be on the opposite side, you know, be be on the receiving end. No, no sexual puns intended. We're not like that. We're friends. That's about it. He says that. No, I mean it. I mean it. I mean, we kiss once. We didn't. We didn't. We're just messing. We're just messing. But um, we are going to put the podcast to an end now. Um it was, it was it was lovely to hear off you again, to be fair, and to have this chat. Um, is there anything you'd like to say to the fans on the first interview? Um, you know, regarding what you're doing? No, not really. I mean, I'm still doing the radios. I can't do the DJing in, like, clubs or gigs or whatever, you know, because, like, well, nothing's open. But I guess I just want to say stay positive, you know? Don't let this pandemic ruin you. You are who you are. You are worth it, you know, with that L'Oreal advert. You are perfect in this world. Never be put down by something or someone. I, I guess that's basically it for me. Can't really think on the spot, you know. But to be fair, that's quite a nice message, you know. And I'll, I'll second that. Be who you are. Don't let anything put you out. And on that note, we are uh, 
we'll say bye. See you later. Bye.